Thanks for tuning in to Luminary Sounds. I'm your musical artist, Junior Leto. I'm your musical enthusiast, Francois the Great. And creative fanatic, Kate Don't Play. And listen, we have someone really special here today. Yes, Who do we have we tonight? Have the ma- mayor of, <laughs> I, I know, right? The mayor what? of Oxnard, Tim Flynn, is here. Yes. Now listen, yes, listen, yes, listen. Yes, yes. What you guys don't know before I give him the platform here, I know he's been knocking on doors yeah. every day because that's how I met him. Taking out my trash on Saturday. That's Taking right. out your trash. Taking that's out my trash. Happened. That's how it happened. That's I was, I was saving happened. the secret. Oh, all of a sudden, I see a nice gentleman come up. Hey, I want you to vote for me for mayor. I'm, I mean, for uh, district VC. Yeah, supervisor. 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 But he yeah. introduced himself as a mayor, right? right. Yes. Okay. So I was like, this is interesting because this man is literally door to door. I went to Walmart. Half an hour came back. He's three blocks over. Oh, wow. Still knocking on doors. Still knocking on still doors. Knocking still knocking on doors. Dedication. Dedication. So, so, Tim, tell me how did that, how did that, how did you get that knocking on doors? Like, where did that come from? Well, that's a great question. You know, it started actually uh, with my dad. And my dad, in 1972, was uh, actually a candidate for the very same office that I'm running for now. John uh, Flynn. Uh-huh, John Flynn. And uh, my dad literally walked the whole town, the whole city. It was more of a town than a city in 1972. Uh, but he that kind of became his hallmark, you know, his trademark, which was walking door to door and by the end of his career, he would start maybe a year and a half before the election, and he would walk oh, wow. every door in the city. That's yeah. where you get it from. Yeah, and so it's uh, it's an addiction. So once you get, <laughs> once you're indoctrinated into it, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't a lot of fun because as a kid, you didn't want right. to knock on a bunch of strangers' doors and, and your dad's saying this and that. And maybe sometimes it's hot or it's cold. Or sometimes, um, you know, people, their dogs outside, whatever the situation is, right? Did your father have like a joke about knocking on doors? He did. He had a great joke. Great joke. (laughs) You got to tell him. You got to tell him. One time on the fence, it said, no trespassing, and my dad's getting ready to enter. I said, Dad, didn't you see the sign? It says, no trespassing. He said, Tim. That is an invitation to knock on the door. <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. And it's funny. I just did that um, this evening. I knocked on someone's door, and they really went out of their way to have no trespassing on a fence. Once we got through the fence, um, <laughs> then, then there was like another iron cage around the door. Then once you open that up, it said in big letters, no trespassing. Did they have a guard dog? I, right. They said they had a dog, but I didn't see the dog anywhere, so I'm getting ready. I don't know what's going to happen. And I knocked on the door, and thank goodness they were supporters. Okay, because there you go. Had I had I had I been, you know, were they not supporters? Maybe they would have been really upset that I was there. Mm. But in most cases, when you tell them who you are, sometimes in the beginning they give you a look, and it's not a good look. But then afterwards, you know, they know who you are, and then they're happy to see you. Have okay. you ever knocked on the door and it wasn't a supporter? Oh, absolutely. Even tonight, I asked someone tonight um, oh. uh, if they had or uh, if they. Well, they told me they had already voted, mm-hmm. which was probably on that person's because I said, don't forget to vote March 3rd. She goes, oh, we've already voted. And I said, oh, my goodness gracious. Did I get your vote? Yeah, right. And she said, we'll see. Oh, <laughs> wow. Excuse it's me. It's like, wow, let me, let, me twiddle, really? yeah, let me twiddle my thumbs on that one. <laughs> we'll and see. So, so I said, thank you very much and went on to the next. But I had many more people who said that they had voted, and they said, I, I supported you, so oh, you don't have awesome. to have me. Yeah, so that's – and you just it just goes with the territory. Yeah, so how did you get into politics? Well, um, it's interesting that the introduction came naturally from my dad. My dad, mm-hmm. you know, being involved – and my mom 
were very involved in the 1960s, the latter part of the 1960s and early 70s in um, national politics. A lot was going on then. It was a very uh, tumultuous, very uh, a lot of upheaval in the country. Right. And uh, my parents were uh, idealists, and you know they had a young family of four kids by that time. Eventually, they had two more, and uh, they they along with people that they associated with were very determined to make the country a better place. So they're very active, very politically engaged, and that's how it started. So as an example, if they were involved with someone's campaign, we would, and I can't remember, you know, how, when that started, you know, when the first campaign, it was probably in the early 60s, they were involved in a uh, measure that um, would have allowed uh, discrimination in housing. Oh, wow. And um, so they, of course, were opposed to that. And in fact, um, that actually uh, passed uh, in the state of California, but the California State Supreme Court overturned it because it was uh, obviously it was discriminatory. Mm. And that was the first thing. I don't know if that mm. was like Prop 14, if that's mm. what that was. I can't remember Prop A, I can't remember Prop 1, Proposition 1A. I can't mm. remember what the proposition was, but that's my first memory of them being involved in something. And then it was just a succession of, of campaigns and elections and so my brothers and sisters and I spent a lot of time in in the evenings um, after school in these campaign headquarters and so that was my introduction and into politics and then eventually that led to me uh, studying uh, political science and history so I was very interested in school why would you choose uh, you know a public service when every decision you make is so scrutinized um, well I hmm. think public service first and foremost is a calling so no matter whether the decisions you make are scrutinized or not. Look, I was a 25-year high school teacher, and I tell everybody that there's nothing. You know, when people say, wait a minute, um, you're scrutinized for the decisions you make. People criticize you. They even come up to the council meetings, and they say sometimes very unpleasant things. Mm -hmm. How do you get through that? How do, how do you handle that? And I just tell them, I said, look, when you've been a high school teacher 25 years, mm -hmm. and you're dealing with students and, and what they tell you, I said, what the public tells you is nothing <laughs> Compared to what students will tell you. So Fair I said enough. that that allows you to get through it. Okay, okay. So what would you say would be your top priorities if elected? Well, my top priority as mayor, when people ask me, um, Tim, what's your number one priority as mayor? If someone were to say, can you tell me in a sentence what it is that you want to accomplish? And my number one uh, goal as mayor has been to uh, create middle-class opportunities for all the residents of the city. As you know, mm -hmm. uh, Oxnard has actually a very large middle class, a very, you know, also large um, upper middle class, even upper class, but also has a very large uh, lower class. And most mm -hmm. of those are migrant uh, farm workers in particular. And so my goal is to, whether it's through teaching or it's through public service with, with you know, serving in the city, is to create opportunities for people to become middle class. And so has a lot to do with economic development. Okay. And do you have a strategy for economic development that you have in place? Well, actually, just most recently, it's kind of come into focus. So for the last, so I've been mayor for seven years, and in the first um, at least six of the seven years, my focus was, has been focused on not only attracting new employers to the city, but um, allowing um, or creating conditions in the city so that um, the existing employers can actually expand, so that we shouldn't inhibit um, companies expanding. We should do find every way we can to um, allow them or enable them to expand. 
So my particular focus has been on a very large empty or agri it's now being used for agriculture. It's off the 101. It's called Del Norte Boulevard. And there is a couple, several hundred acres of what's called Sakioka Farms. And that is slated for, that's the last commercial industrial uh, parcel uh, left in the city that hasn't been developed. Mm -hmm. And so I've been particularly focused on attracting uh, new economy jobs and high-tech, biotech, and medical research. Right. And <clears throat> with the uh, new city manager that we have, Alexander Nguyen, um, he has um, also worked with me, and it's actually has been more his focus mm -hmm. on connecting job training with the community colleges with the existing needs of employers. So we actually just recently had a summit at Oxnard College, and we, we took about um, 10 of the largest employers of the city, gave them a survey, <clears throat> tried to identify what their needs were, and ironically enough, many of them have um, needs that they, they cannot find the skill set that that right. students need to have to work yeah. for them. And so the particular focus and why we're at Oxnard College is that the colleges then would be offering those specific uh, either certificates or, or classes or Trains. training that will yeah. enable you know, younger people to get those jobs. Yeah. Right, right. So, and there, there are certain jobs that you want them to go into, like the medical field, um, anything to do with uh, com you know, any type of computers or, you know, those are the type of jobs that are booming right now. So is that something you're focused on? Absolutely. Well, it's said that in the next 30 years that half of all the existing jobs will not exist. And so when we say 21st century jobs, what are those jobs? And, you know, a lot of it has to do with mechanization, has to do with technology, has to do with robotics, has to do with so many different things. <clears throat> so um, I, I don't have a crystal ball, so I'm not the guy that has the vision necessarily about what all those future careers are, are mm -hmm. going to be. But it's important that, especially community colleges, like Oxnard College or Ventura or Moore Park College, that they're offering um, course, courses in those areas where those futuristic jobs will That's be. Great. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's now, great. you mentioned something. Do you have some? Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no shoot, oh, shoot. Oh, I'm, I'm fine. They're fighting for questions. Okay. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure because I don't want to over-talk anymore. So you mentioned something that I actually looked into. I know here in the Ventura County there's over 500,000 registered voters. Okay. So 100,000 of those are non-affiliate. How do you feel you can swing those <laughs> non-affiliate voters your way? Well, when you're in city government and county government, thank goodness it's nonpartisan. So <laughs> has nothing to do with political parties. And that is a wonderful thing. And the reason, why, reason why that's wonderful is we see what's happening in other parts of the country, even sometimes in state capitals like in Sacramento, when, when there's the partisanship. Uh, partisanship in itself is not bad. But when political parties can't come together and get things done, then it is not, it's not positive. Mm -hmm. And so one of the great things I like about serving in city government and then also in county government, it has nothing to do with political parties. That's good. Perfect. Good. Okay. I want to ask that because I wasn't okay. sure. And I was like, <laughs> man. Now, another thing, too, is the race. I know we're coming down to crunch time. Okay. March 3rd, uh -huh. Tuesday. Are you feeling good about it, though? I always feel good because when I say I always feel good, always is an absolute term. I mm -hmm. would say that as long as I worked hard and... Um, I've put my heart and soul into something, then no, no, no matter what the outcome is, I feel good about it. And no one can predict what the outcome is going to be. But right. my goal is to, because there are five candidates running, my goal is to be one of the two top finishers because if no candidate gets over 50%, 
then the two top finishers are will have a runoff in November. Wow. Okay. So that's okay. really what the go. goal is. And naturally, everybody wants to Good. come in first place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm fourth on the ballot, but I tell people when I go to their door, I'm listed fourth on the ballot, but I don't want to come in fourth. I want to come in first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Do you have that question now? Um, yeah, that was a great question. Now, um, that was that was perfect. That's what I actually wanted to know. Now, another thing, too, that I was, you know, wanting to ask you was, with your dad being such a prominent figure, did you feel any pressure going into a field that he was involved in? Did you feel like, oh, man, my dad was here I really got to represent for the family name and, and really do just as good as he did. Like was there pressure? If he's Michael Jordan, you're Michael Jordan's son. You know, do you well, yeah. that that's a that's a great parallel. And if I could play basketball like Michael Jordan, <laughs> I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, be, I I wouldn't even be doing this. I might yeah. I might, might not be in public service. I'd be in yeah. basketball. But actually, it was no. The the, the answer to that question mm. is. And what was actually more, more difficult was being a son of someone who was in this position because sometimes you felt or one would feel or I would feel that maybe you'd be scrutinized maybe a little bit extra or more uh, and you had to live up to certain expectations and I I don't think it would be any different than if someone's uh, um, dad or or mom or a police chief or (laughs) a minister or or some other important position, right? right? Uh, You know, a doctor in town or something that everybody um, knows who you are. And so that was more challenging rather than when I ran for, for, um, for public office the first time I was uh, 30 years old and I ran for the Community College Board uh, of Trustees, so for the three uh, junior colleges, the Ventura uh, County Community College District. And uh, when I ran for that position, uh, I ran because I felt um, you know moved by my community college experience and I felt that uh, the community colleges were, you know, if they did for me, if they could do for me what I thought they could do for others, and I wanted to be a part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, yeah. I didn't win, but actually losing isn't always a bad thing. No, it's And not. it teaches you a lot, right? Well, uh, speaking of losing, I have a question that is type of a, a lose question. I, w- what problem in Oxnard do you believe Oh, we doing selfies, right? We doing, yeah. Let's, oh, we're let's gonna do, do this. some let's pictures. All right, we're on. All right, we're doing some pictures. Okay, we that's perfect. That's perfect. I'm gonna be in there. Now, this, be in there now, now, now this is golden. No one has ever took <laughs> a picture <laughs> while we're asking now, questions. Middle that's cool. question. That, that, that now, is you guys, now you guys are on the spot. Yeah, now, now, right. That is classic. I want to make sure we get this. Bravo, bravo, sir. That was that was awesome. That was amazing. So, speaking of this difficult question, what is the biggest problem that you see that Oxnard has? that may be the hardest to overcome that's that may take question. some time well mm-hmm. well i would have said you know well i'll answer that question that's uh, homelessness right now okay. and 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 i would say prior to that a lot of the the problems in oxnard are associated with poverty so when um so um there there's gang activity in the city of course um there are homicides in the city mm-hmm. any any time there's one homicide that's unacceptable All right um, and so, uh, and then there's not as high of academic achievement in the schools. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of aspects that are directly related to poverty. Mm-hmm. And we could say that homelessness, in some instances, has very much uh, to do with poverty because some of those that are homeless aren't um, suffering from mental illness. They're not um, addicted to alcohol or, or drugs, uh, and they're not um, physically handicapped. They mm-hmm. might be one or two paychecks away from. Uh, being evicted from an apartment and they find themselves living in a car, right? So, yeah. Those are individuals that, that need housing. So I'd say right now 
Uh, Do that, we have anything in development for people like that? Well, Oxnard has um, uh, about 700 homeless, um, and it's you know that number wow. fluctuates, but 700 wow. and 100 approximately of the 700 are being um, uh, housed in a shelter right now. Mm-hmm. Ventura has a similar number, so Oxnard and Ventura have two thirds of all the county's homeless. Right. And so there's about 1,600 homeless in the county. That's a lot. So yeah, it's a lot. That's a lot. So yeah. the challenge thought it would be more. That's right. Well, the challenge is, is that if you are housing 100, mm-hmm. and then 600 aren't being housed, then mm. the, the immediate question is, well, what's your plan to house right. those other 600? Right. 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 Well, the plan is, is you need more money to do that, right? Okay. And mm-hmm. and just to convey a very direct message to the audience, and that is, is that there are all kinds that are homeless and. One of the things that's uh, unfortunately very pervasive in in talk radio, especially AM talk radio, is the idea that, and I don't want to exaggerate when I say this, but that the overwhelming majority of people that are homeless want to be homeless, and that if the city and that if and that if the city has a homeless yeah. problem, um, it's because they're inviting people to their city. Um, um, to offer services. So if you offer services, if you try to help people, that's mm-hmm. the whole purpose of government, mm-hmm. is that you want to create uh, a, you know, a higher life uh, standard of living for people. You want to create public policies that, are, that the populace you know, at large right. is going to benefit from. So you're constantly focused on how you can improve you know, people's lives and improve society. And it's no different with the homeless, right? right. And so um, there are people that are service resistant, and they are the most difficult people to deal with. There are yeah. people who simply don't want help, yeah. uh, or if you try to get them help. Um, but to portray uh, the majority of people that are homeless that way, I think, is uh, unfair and or and or uh, not simply not true. So it is a real challenge when I'm asked that question. Mm. What, how do you house those other people? What what are you going to how do you help them? Wouldn't it help if uh, I was reading about like the city of Oxnard? You know, they would spend about fifty percent of the of the money to the pension. For people that were in the union and things like that, um, and that was just a high, it was a high amount of uh, money that was coming out. Well, I, I happen to be the uh, chairman of the uh, governance and finance committee, and uh, the pension issue has been actually uh, one of, of real interest of mine. And I think anybody in a similar position at any other city, uh, and just people that are elected leaders, all cities in the state of California face real challenges when it comes to uh, public pensions, and just to uh, convey uh, another message very directly about that is that um, this past year Oxnard had uh, our budget was 141 million dollars, mm-hmm. and of that 141 million dollars, 34 million was paid by the city uh, to CalPERS, which is the Public Employee Retirement mm-hmm. System. Mm-hmm. So 34 million, 14 million were regular payments that normally you pay each year to cover the pensions, and 20 million uh, uh, of those payments for a total of 34 were paying on the fact that the pension system is underfunded. And so one of the things that has been a challenge and and definitely has um, caused a financial strain is that when the pension system doesn't have enough money um, in it to provide for those payments, and that is Mm -hmm. called, it's an unfunded liability, then it's up to local governments and even county governments to pay extra each year to make sure that eventually over time it gets to you know the goal of 100% or 95% or whatever that might be. And so Oxnard's in a, in a dilemma that many, many cities, and in fact, most cities in the state of California are in a very similar situation. Okay. So I wouldn't necessarily say that Oxnard's situation is unique. Mm-hmm. I would just say it's pervasive um, that uh, local governments do have these uh, pension, public pension challenges. Wow, okay, okay. Now, let, I want to get to know more of Tim. 
Whenever you are relaxing and you're chilling out and you letting your hair hang out, who are you listening to as a musical artist? Oh, well, I'm... <laughs> I'm kind of steeped, uh, uh, you know, in in uh, in the past. I think with with a lot of music, and it's funny. I don't spend enough time um, really listening to uh, to uh, enough modern artists. So you know, oh, well, we go old school too. So you're, yeah, you're, whoever your favorite, your favorite is might be mine. I you know I, <laughs> I I'm all over the map because I like all music for the okay. most part. I mean, there's not. I mean, I can. I can. I, sometimes I like country western. I like rock and roll. Toby Keith. I like funk. I like. I so, like. I like R and B. I love jazz. I like. Really, I like all music. So I'll help yeah. you out. If you were to make an electoral playlist, yeah. what would we find on it? Uh, well, right here on my on my. Oh, Apple here we playlist. go. Let's here go. we go. I'm gonna, this is breaking I'm gonna, news. I'm gonna read it right now. Let's go. So let me tell you the artist right this, now. The Someone's gonna say. Junior Leto. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, here we go. I have on here Blanco White. Oh, okay. Uh, Bootsy Collins. Bootsy. Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Yes, the Did, boss. Uh, let's see. I have um, James Hersey. That comes. Th- James Hersey and uh, Blanco White. I my daughter who's twenty nine. Oh. Uh, she loves those two artists, and every time I get in her car, she's playing those. I said, "Who are those?" And she told me, and so I nice. put them on. Okay. That's the right. reason. We're gonna listen to Blanco White. All right. We will. Johnny Cash. Johnny, Johnny Cash. Led Zeppelin. Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rod Stewart. I mean, they're Roy Orbison. I mean, it goes on. Oh, so you Roy got, Orbison. You have a great yeah. palate. Yes. Right. Great. Right. A great right. palate. Okay. Right. Oh, so, right. Okay. Well, you have a question about. Yes, I was gonna ask. What is the? What is a day in the life of a mayor? What does that consist of? What are some of your favorite hobbies, activities? And if you have none, it's fine. That's right. <laughs> um. A well, first of all, I think um, a favorite day of at least mine as mayor is when everything goes smoothly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I so like the, and perfect so, day. the perfect day, the perfect now, day. Now today, <laughs> for a variety of reasons, was not a perfect day, but most days um, go really, really well and they run really smoothly. And um, so it's a whole host of things, and um, a lot of it is um, people calling. Uh, they want something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want you to do something. They're advocating that you do something. Mm. Um, they want your attention uh, for whatever it is that. And it's amazing. Sometimes you'll get someone on the phone, and I'll call them back. I try to call them all back personally. If not, my, maybe my secretary will call them back. And sometimes I, somebody will get on the phone. They'll just start filling you in with hundreds and hundreds of details. Wow. And I'll, I'll listen a little bit there, and I'll just say time out. Don't be mad at me about this, but listen, I can't get so far into the weeds on this. If you had to say in one sentence or two sentences, what is it that you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Then sometimes I'll get That's that. That's how busy you are. Well, yeah. well, sometimes, and and not always. And so I'll get that, and I'll say, look, I'm, I'm going to have somebody call you back, and we're going to work on yeah. this until we can get this done. And But sometimes the requests... They they they're all over the map. So those so follow up. Uh, yeah, and that's like constituent request, right? Mm-hmm. I would say. So a good part of any mayor's day is our our, our fulfilling uh, constituent requests. A lot of it is um, ceremonial, where people there's uh, as an example there's a, a luxury senior center senior living um, facility that just opened at River Park and it's called Oakmont. And it was, wow, it was amazing. That, that was uh, yesterday. And so they always want the mayor there for those, for those grand openings, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a ceremonial side of being mayor. Then there's like every Tuesday, um, every other Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Well, you wish it were Taco Tuesday. <laughs> and, it, and it might seem like it. Maybe we're throwing tacos at each other, and that's at the city council meetings. So I actually run the city council meeting, and 
Um, in most cases, that goes really well. And then other times, the issues are weighty or they're controversial or who knows what. And so sometimes it gets – it's very difficult. And you might be there five, six, seven hours doing yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm one of these guys that even now that – I'm, uh, I have to stand up all the time because I can't sit oh. too long. That's fine. That's okay. So I, That's okay. I, I feel, so I got to sit down That's okay. and then I stand up and uh, you sit know, down. I definitely like your voicemail because I, I, I gave you a call, and I love how your voicemail said, do not leave a message. Do, do, you're right. do not leave a message. Right. Text me. Send me a text right now. Send me a do text. Do not leave a message. Right, because I would get messages, and they go on 10 minutes. Yeah. And when I called, I was like, I it, it makes sense. You have to be bombarded with right. so many people. Right, and then I'll say, and if you can't text, mm -hmm. then call this number. Yeah. And then yeah. you'll get a live voice. Absolutely, right? absolutely. With such a busy lifestyle, how or what would you suggest on how to keep balance between your busy lifestyle and your personal life? Uh... Don't have a personal life. <laughs> um, is that tough with your daughters? You have three daughters, I, right? I have three daughters. I only have I have two that are at home. One mm. lives um, down in Orange County, so she's out of the house and in, in a great business and, and doing really well. This one with the dogs. Uh, right? Uh, the, well, you're right. She owns a, a dog hotel, yeah. right, nice. with her uh, spouse. And nice. uh, what's really interesting is then the two others are are in college. One's going to college here locally. The other one's finishing college up in Northern California. And uh, certainly, uh, I happen to be a single parent. Unfortunately, my wife passed away four and a half years Ooh, sorry ago. Sorry to hear that. Uh -huh. hear that. And, uh, and Julie. so, Julie. Julie, right. And so trying to, trying to juggle those balls, some of those balls, it's just thank goodness that the kids are their age. Because yeah. if they were younger, mm -hmm. I don't know what I would have done. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. uh, but, but it is. It's a challenge because uh, you feel like you're um, always running behind, just like I yeah. was this evening for this interview. Oh, no. <laughs> you are A-OK. -okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I want to get into is kind of back to the, the fun stuff. I've got some facts here. We're going to do a little segment called Francois Facts. Okay. And I'm sure you're going to be aware of some of these things that happen. Okay. Let, let's hope. All right. All right. So, <laughs> on this day, it is February 28th, 2020. So, we're okay. going to get into some fun facts, Francois facts. Okay. So, on this day in 1984, Michael Jackson won seven Grammy Awards, including Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Best Rock Vocal Performance for Beat It, and the Album of the Year was Thriller. So, That's that was cool. great. And then George Michael, which I know you're familiar have, with George uh, Michael, which was part of the group Wham. Okay. Uh announced that he was officially leaving Wham! on this day in 1986. Okay. So, those are some Francois facts for you. Oh, thank you. And, uh, <laughs> thank, thank God you didn't quiz me on it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. <laughs> I, I see him looking like, oh, what are you, you about to ask? Yeah, when you, when, when, when you were saying all the stuff about Michael Jackson, You're I kept like, thinking, okay. thriller, thriller, thriller. He was like keeping mental notes. Yeah, I got, you know, bump, bump, bump. I got it right. Okay. Okay, so, yeah. so uh, any other questions for, um, for Tim? No, I'm wow. good. Well, good. Uh, thank you guys for, for having me. Well, thank you for coming on the yes, platform. Yes, you know, thank you. We are wishing you the best. Thank you. I mean, you knocking on those doors said a lot to me. You're always uh, family right, here at Luminary awesome. Sounds. Yeah, yeah. Thank so you very we much. Appreciate we appreciate you. We did our research, and before we go, I did see that, uh, was that a debate that happened a few, uh, few months ago? Uh, it was with... Uh, yourself, another gentleman, and, and yeah. So those we had five forums. They call them forums rather than yes, debates. the forums. Okay. So 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 a debate would be more like a you're you're squaring off with people, and you'll say something, and then somebody will offer a counter argument, then somebody gets a rebuttal back, and so that's a more of a debate format. So what we had were five forums, and those forums were sponsored by a variety of entities, and it's 
uh, you know, the candidates are asked questions. In most cases, the candidates don't know what the questions are. And I actually really like that when you don't really know what the questions are, that you have to think quickly yep. off your feet. And uh, so we had five of those, and now that's that's. It was over interesting. I, I watched it. It was pretty interesting. Oh, I, I seen you stand on a chair at one point in time. <laughs> yes, and I'm trying chair. to think what that was all about. But I, I was probably trying to be. Oh, uh, she, uh, she she asked everyone to stand up because I guess they couldn't see yeah. everyone that was sitting down. Right. So then you stood up on the chair, and I was like, okay, I like that right, guy. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> I like not, that guy. His I personality. Make, I want to make I want to make sure everybody can see me. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. I got one last question for you. So yeah. on Tuesday, March the third, where can people go? Well, to make sure they, they get their votes in and everything like that. So 80% of all the voters that will vote, or 75%, three-quarters of all the voters that will vote uh, March 3rd, I believe in Ventura County, are permanent absentee voters. So okay. they get their ballots mailed to them, and then they will take those ballots, and then they, they the postage is prepaid, and they just drop them in the mailbox, or they the mailman will take them away. And in some instances, people... Um, might not mail their ballot, and they, but yet they've marked it, and so they'll just take it to their polling station and they'll drop it off. I see. And so everyone has uh, a polling station, and then the voter um, guide um, that gives information about the candidates and the measures that uh, voters are facing, it will always have printed on the back where the, the polling place is for that uh, yeah. voter. Yeah, absolutely, right. absolutely, absolutely. And, perfect. And you could always go, like in Oxnard, on the fourth floor, you could drop ballots off there. Um, uh, the county clerk's office, a lot of people um, sometimes, I, I, they will go to the county cl uh, clerk's office, elections division. Got it. They'll wait in line. They'll even vote there. And those are like the other 20%. That's right. Yeah, 20% of the people, yep. for the most part, then vote on election day. Got it. And the is other, is or, there a website that they can go to? I think it's, uh, um, uh, you know, dot org or VenturaElections.org. Do you have your yep. own personal website? Um, I have my own. Uh, thank you for mentioning that. I love yes. putting it. So mine is Tim, T-I-M, for the, the number four, Supervisor.com. Tim for Supervisor.com. And, and we're going to have it really big right here. We yeah. always put it right here. Uh, I'll really see it right big. there. And you could volunteer. You could donate. Uh, you could send me a, a comment, whatever. I have a video on there that I talked a little, actually a little bit about my history as a, um, uh, well, in my family in Ventura County and mm -hmm. how I actually got involved in politics and oh, my, my family. Perfect. So Definitely tune in on that anytime. So once again, Tim for supervisor.com. Absolutely. That's so we awesome. want to say thank you for coming uh, on yeah, the thank show. You. Thank you so thank much. You so it's so been much. a pleasure. We wish you luck thank you. on March the 3rd. And I am your musical artist, Junior Leto. I'm your musical enthusiast, Francois, the great. And creative phonetic, Kate, don't play. We out of here. <laughs>